Good evening. I'm Jamie, and welcome to Xbox Sevens X Pod Tavern, episode ninety-six, uh, on a lovely Sunday night. And I'm once again joined by MPV Graham. Hello, MPV Graham. How are you? I am spiffing. How are you? I'm also spiffing. I, I approve of the use of the word spiffing. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> uh, also joining the two spiffing gentlemen in front of you is Millie Manian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there we go, Dan, just for you. Smashed his mic. <laughs> How are you, Ian? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, no ladies' favourite Daniel this week, but we are joined, as ever, by the wonderful Scottish Gruff Ross. Hello. Hello. Gentlemen, 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 what a week it has been. Are we ready to talk some Xbox news? Yes, let's try. Let's begin. Xbox Game Pass apparently is making all the money. I don't know if any of you have seen this or not. Um, what? It'll never make money. What's that about? Make, yes, it's a bad deal for gamers all around, apparently. But uh, I've reading from Pure Xbox here, they spotted in the um, uh, Microsoft's attempted acquisition of Activision Blizzard, like all the paperwork and stuff, saying that uh, they made $2.9 billion in revenue from Game Pass in last year, uh, fiscal period ending January 2021. Uh, sorry, sorry, so it'd be even the year before that. Um, and this doesn't even take into account PC Game Pass. Uh, it's a bit too vague, they say, to give exact details, i.e. whether it includes DLC sales or uh, extra bonuses that you get through Game Pass, but it still gives us a good idea. And obviously, since then, they've announced it's gone up to 25 million subscribers. So, as they put here, you have to imagine the figure of 2.9 billion is now even larger. Sounds pretty impressive to us. So, gentlemen, Game Pass, obviously the best in the gaming, but also the one that seems to be the most divisive amongst people who are like, oh, you're just renting games, you don't own anything. Uh, well, soldier, it seems to be doing all right. What, what's our thoughts on this this uh, sort of information coming out, gents? Well, it's going to be good news for us. It means that you know Game Pass is making money, and more money they make, the more stuff they'll put out, and hopefully more stuff they, well, yes, more games they'll put can put into Game Pass because they know it's achievable and affordable process. Damn right. I was listening to uh, I think it's Podcast Unlocky, and you like that show, don't you? Um, the other day, and they were saying about. Uh, was it Ark Survival Evolved, the dinosaur one? Hmm. Supposedly, Microsoft paid something like $2.5 million or something like that for two years, whereas Sony played about the same for a month's like PlayStation Plus giveaway. So they're kind of getting their money's worth, as it were, because they're included for the entirety of the two years. And then the sequel, which is out next year, they've also paid a similar amount for exclusivity again. Um, and I thought, wow, that sounds like a lot of money. But then if you look at it's making $2.9 billion, Two and a half bit million isn't really sort of chump change, really. Um, yeah. Ross, any thoughts on this uh, this process, this information beholden to us? Just goes to show what we've been saying, just how good a value Game Pass actually is, um, how much profit it's going to make, how beneficial it will be for smaller devs. Um, obviously, it doesn't say, like you say, if it's through DLCs or sales or mm. however it's broken down, if this is purely just they've made... 2.9 billion by people subscribing or whatever it is. If if Microsoft are making this amount of money from it, there's there's going to be a cut for developers to get their game into it. Um, big games obviously are what pe- drag people to game pass, but smaller groups are going to have to look at it and go, if Microsoft come with a deal and offer us 60 days in game pass, is it worth it? And one, how much are Microsoft paying us? And two, is the exposure going to increase how many people want to spend their money to pick up the game once we come out of Game Pass. 
Yeah, or indeed on other platforms, like they said before. I think exactly there was, there was one story recently where they said they put the game in Game Pass and they saw it sort of do well, and then they also at the same time saw Switch and please uh, PlayStation Four sales or PlayStation Five say sales shoot up, shoot up as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, Microsoft like Game Pass, even if you're even if you're primarily a Switch player or PlayStation player, if you've got an Xbox, whether it be Series X or S, whatever it may be. Basically, Game Pass gives you, I'm not going to say free to play or free to try, but if you've already got it and there's a um, sort of cross-chain game coming out, jump in, see what it's like, play it on Microsoft, and then buy it on your Switch or buy it on your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But it's still giving you the benefit of just showing you how good the value is in Game Pass because you don't have to buy the game, play it for as many hours as you want to find out if you like it or not, and then pick it up on your preferred console of choice. Exactly. As, as we've said many times, you know, the amount of games that we've all found through this service, like you with Killer Queen Black, uh, which sadly is shutting down soon. I think it might already be shut down, actually. Uh, yeah, yes, they, soon. soon oh, yeah. The end of the month? Yeah, they're I shutting think so, the yeah. down. So if you want to play that, if, obviously you're not in Game Pass anymore, but we had a great time playing it while it was in Game Pass. Um, but I believe they're turning it into, well, to sort of sidetrack slightly, they're, they're putting all their resources in their new game. So hopefully we get another excellent game coming out of it. Um, but where were we, Graham? Any thoughts on this this deal? Any opinions on the matter? Yeah, I think it's a good benchmark for where they are currently at if they're earning that much. Because obviously the you've got the family pass that's just around the corner. So if people are going to sort of abuse it as they think they're going to abuse it, it'd be interesting to see how that fluctuates after a, I don't know, say a half a year yeah. with that sort of engage, whether that either increases or decreases. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting to know that's kind of benchmark. Everyone knows it's a, a decent deal. Those sort of naysayers just, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's a hint of jealousy around it or whatever it is, but it's yeah. it's making money and it is a good deal. But renting, if it is or it isn't, very cheap bloody rental for like know, 11 quid for a month with a shed load of games in there. Yeah, so, hundreds and hundreds of games. Yeah, yeah well, if you think of renting beforehand, that was equivalent of about three, four quid to have one game at a time from the likes of one long film or blockbuster back in the day yeah for three days <laughs> yeah and this is as many as you want cram in as much of a variety of that library as you want in in a month so yeah and let's face it microsoft rewards as well you can make game pass so much more cheaper make it self-sufficient so you don't have to pay anything anyway yeah exactly yeah. That. as long as you keep up with it as we've told of the virtues before yeah keep up with your rewards and even if you have to pay for a month you generally you can cover a couple of months at a time and then build it back up again uh, and that's the way Absolutely. to do it i find it's definitely the way to do it ian it does make me think, think when they're actually finally going to get rid of gold yeah i mean it's got to be coming soon in it because they've obviously got rid of the 360 oh, sorry you know 360 games wouldn't it um, yeah, 360 is gone. So surely no, just... it's got to be sooner or later they get rid of it. Yeah, I'm, I imagine how they're going to do it as well. Like Gray said, when they bring in the family plan, maybe that will be the the sort of carrot they need. But like we're taking gold away, but this is a fantastic deal for you and five friends to to spend on instead. Um, and even though you're losing games of gold, you're getting what is it, 500, 600 plus games at this point in Game Pass, including like PC and, and the cloud and everything else. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous um, amount of numbers. Uh, yeah, and there's obviously more games coming all the time. There's a couple of games coming up soon, which are coming into it, which are very big and exciting, uh, like Plague Tale and there's uh, another one in, in a few. Scorn just thank came you. Out. Well, Scorn, yes, Scorn just come out. Yes, uh, has anyone checked out Scorn yet? Well, again, we're getting sidetracked, but no, I'm, I'm obviously busy, I'm, busy. I'm going on holiday soon. But I'm, I fully intend on playing that when I come back. It looks uh, seems to be of divided opinion. 
taking your Series S with you on holiday? No, I'm taking my cloud controller though, so I can keep a little bit, uh, a little bit in the loop. But I probably won't have much time to play. Just on the subject, just a wee quick sidetracking as well to the Game Pass. What you're saying with rewards? If you're signing up brand new, fourteen thousand points gets you one month of uh, ultimate. Once you get up to level two in the rewards package, twelve thousand gets you a month worth of uh, Game Pass ultimate. Since in sixteen days, I've got. And I don't do it as religiously as I probably should do. I've done nine thousand points, so I'm more than halfway to getting a free month's worth of ultimate. It's by literally clicking in, doing what is a hundred searches, barely even a hundred searches, and clicking on a couple of boxes, and then the odd game pass the reward that I do. You yeah. can quite easily get free game pass. And every month they also do the uh, like October monthly uh, monthly yeah, bonus, where you which get is usually what two thousand. Yeah, for get for playing games basically, and, and like you yeah. said, doing a couple of searches. Which do is, five, yeah. five, or do a search once, five days in a row. Log on to the Xbox app three days in a row and get three achievements. Boom. Yeah, and that's it. And then you got two thousand points. Thank you very much. Yeah, go towards my subscription nicely. Um, but yeah, so as I said, this was well over two years old in technically in terms of when the date is from. They've increased their subscriber base. Obviously, I imagine the money's gone up and people like... I'm a very big fan of Colin Moriarty and his podcast that he does, but he's forever saying he doesn't understand how Game Pass, Game Pass can be profitable. But when you look at this, even if they're spending $2 million for every game on the service, you still... That's still sort of... I mean, I'm no mathematician, but that kind of works out, I think, in Microsoft's favour. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they're, they're, it's not going to be the same amount for every game. I think they paid about $5 million for Outriders, was it, or... Uh, some Square Enix game they put on there recent uh, in the last year or so, um, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, they'll be a bit more transparent in the future. Uh, although I suppose they don't want to be really because they don't want to tip their hand too much. Because now everybody's like, "Well, you're making all this money. Maybe you can pay us more for our game." Uh, although maybe that's fair. Maybe they should do. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. But Game Pass continues to be the best game uh, dealing gaming. And Ian, you're muted. Please round no, this up before see. we move on. As I say, I do find though recently I have noticed that more and more games are having that 12 to 18 month window in mm. Game Pass. So I would always say if you are keen on playing something, if it's not owned by Microsoft, you've probably got 12 to 18 months until it might disappear. Yeah. But at least they give you warnings, which is the main thing. Like, yeah, like you get a good Fortnite um, warning. So you go, oh, I'm playing this is the game I'm playing for Fortnite if I really wanted to play something. Yeah. Which is why I've done a fair few times. Like, oh, shit, I need to binge this quickly. <laughs> Quick, quickly download it and load it up and let's get on with it. Uh, but yeah, Game Pass, best in gaming, obviously, as we say all the time, and many other people will echo those thoughts. Um, however, not everybody's such a fan, including Sony and uh, Nintendo, who mm. apparently don't want Game Pass on their system because they're blocking it because Microsoft, uh, as Phil Spencer puts in this article again from Pure Xbox, I'll just read his quote here. He says... Uh, we have no plans to bring it to any other kind of closed platforms right now, mainly because those closed platforms, he's very, being very diplomatic, uh, don't want something like Game Pass. There's a ton of open platforms out there for us to grow in the web, PC and mobile. So all of our focus, frankly, is on those platforms. Um, so it says elsewhere that if they were to bring Game Pass to Switch, for example, or PlayStation, they'd want it to be the full Xbox experience, um, not like a half-assed, you only get, you know, a half the library or X amount of games. They want the full fat thing everywhere, uh, which kind of un- makes it understandable that perhaps PlayStation wouldn't want them having 500 third-party games on there in the service when they they could sell them as well. Um, 
but it's still a shame that they can't work some sort of cloud thing out or something like that where they could include it on the other consoles because it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen but it would be awesome i don't understand how some people think oh this will happen because it's cloud separate consoles separate companies it's just suicide if i'm thinking they're gonna do that so i think sometimes these reports and stuff are just all news to kind of get people talking but it's never gonna happen i mean i can kind of understand i can see or I can definitely see why PlayStation wouldn't want it. I mean, that doesn't make it. There's no reason for PlayStation to want it. The only the only way that I could look at it, the PlayStation might want it is spin the storyline and go, great, yeah, go and buy a PlayStation because you can play Halo on it if you want. You can play Forza on it if you want. You can play Gears on it if you want. On your but you, but you can still only buy Last of Us and Uncharted on our console. You, know, you can't play yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It'll be stupid. What's the point in going, we're going to play games there? But so that... You could spin it. This PlayStation could spin it that way, less likely, but they could at least try and spin it that it's a positive for them. Switch, on the other hand, I don't understand why Switch have any worry about bringing it to Switch. I mean, nobody picks up the Switch because they want to play a 4K 60 frame per second game because you can't do it on the Switch, even with a new OLED screen. So I, I don't see why Switch are so against it. Yeah, I suppose no, it's again, it's the, it's the third party <clears throat> stuff in it. So it, there's a lot of games on the Switch. Which but do quite well, but they're also on Game Pass. Um, yeah. So they they would then you know people would be less incentivized to buy them perhaps if they could just play them cloud. Although is it if anyone's tried cloud gaming on the Switch so far with like Resident Evil or Hitman and stuff, fucking shit. So <laughs> maybe it's for, yeah, I've maybe it's for the best that it doesn't uh, doesn't go on there. Um, Gray, would you like to see it on? Obviously, I've got PlayStation. Would you like to see it on your Switch or are you happy with PC console Xbox uh, mobile? Uh, it'd be nice to sort of have it on there, but like I said, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it, it doesn't need to be. There's plenty of other sort of Windows-based machines and more coming out at Steam Decks and stuff that would be more interesting to have it on something like that or vice yeah. versa with some of those. But play it on the Switch, I mean, what's the point? I mean, you've got handheld things to play on tablets and uh, phones anyway. Sort of the, yeah. the Switch just seems a bit of a pointless thing to put it on. And the PlayStation, yeah, it would be suicide for them to put allow it on their own kind of machine. It'd be interesting to see how that ever kind of happens, but it seems very, very unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it. And if they did do it, I would like them to see, like we were saying just a second ago, sort of the opposite, like include uh, Last of Us or God of War or something and have like a, a mishmash of games. Obviously, maybe not on Xbox necessarily, but like here's Game Pass and here, here's your subscription. But again, they've got their own subscription now. They, they don't want to do it for that, so they're not going to do it for Xbox as one, you know? Uh, yeah, so we we you might want, see it one day. Game Pass, buy a fucking Xbox. Yeah, buy an Xbox or just have a phone, you know, and subscribe to uh, the cloud version and play through there, which is which runs and performs wonderfully. Or use the PC as well. Yeah. Um, however, what might not run and perform wonderfully is a certain game coming up soon called Gotham Knights. Uh, the, the developers on Twitter, I think it was, or on Discord or something, uh, revealed that despite cancelling the last gen version of the game. It's only going to run at 30 frames frames per second on Series X, S, and PS5. Uh, I'm sort of boiling it down to very very quick bullet points, but they blame the design design decisions that they've made, which means that they can't or don't want to aim for 60 because they'd rather have 30 and get everything they wanted in there rather than aim for 60 and cut any of the features down. Obviously, I know quite a few of us on the panel are looking forward to the game. Is anyone think they're going to have a problem with this or has anyone got 
any opinions that differs from all the people on Twitter going, I can't believe you're doing 30 frames per second. Pre-order cancelled. My eyes won't tell the difference. Never has, never will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I saw, uh, again, saw many, many things. There was one developer on there, which uh, I can't remember his name. I've, I've sort of removed it now, but he was moaning. He's actually a developer, I think, at Rock City. And he was moaning about the Series S in particular, saying that is what holding things back. And then you've got people on the other side of the spectrum saying the Series S is awesome, as it is, um, and that it's just their decision. And then you've got other people saying that, as you said, Ian, who, who cares? Could you help tell the difference? Probably not. Maybe if you're like digital foundry and you're like, oh, it's running at 58.73 frames a second. This is outrageous. But um, yeah, between, for the general consensus, I think 30 and 60, as long as yeah. it performs stably, I don't think it really matters, does it? It's always gameplay, story, graphics. The thing it's is, always right, going to do that way. The, what I don't understand, right, is so obviously this who has came up about the 30 frames. But it's only came up since like it was put up, right? The IGN put out a video at the start of August, the first fifteen minutes of the game. Mm. Nobody mentioned it looked shit. Yeah. So the people have sat and watched it. It's had almost fourteen, like one point four million views, and nobody mentioned. Oh, it's only running at thirty, and oh, it looks terrible. And how could we went? So. Just because it's finally new being confirmed, everybody's like, oh, another reason to cancel the game and blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Yeah. This, he this didn't is... complain when you've seen the gameplay. The gameplay, like when you watch the video, looks brilliant. It it's pretty much looks like a carbon copy of a mixture between Spider-Man and uh, the Arkham series. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it's running jittery or it doesn't look like it's horrible looking. Play the game when it comes out and let's make our judgments from there. Damn right. Well, well said, sir. Well said. Um, I was gonna, I had another thought while you were talking. It's gone now. Graham, any opinions on the matter? Yeah, it's just because we're in a, a very frame rate kind of environment at the world where people are just buying graphics cards to get squeeze out the most frames per second at the moment. And PC gamers are saying, Oh, we're getting over 200, etc. For a number like 30, just seems like, like you know, the old ages. When really, sort of, as Ian said, you have to really, really sort of study closely to notice the kind of difference. But if it still looks great and doesn't look like a game that's running from the old ages, then the frame rate doesn't really matter. I mean, the bits that the frame rate cared about is, is there tearing? Does it look ugly? And it just doesn't. It looks all right. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, yeah, the nitpickers are always going to do that because... They, they judge frame rate like a currency, and it's just a bit sad. Yeah, it was, it's, it's kind it's of more the... PC gamers that are in that kind of realm of, you know, the higher the frame rate, the sort of the bigger the erection they have. Yeah, it's all the, uh, it's all like the teraflop things over there. Oh, Xbox One's got one point three, and PS4's got one point eight teraflops. So that means it's much far. So what? Does the game play all right? Yes. Does it look all right? Yes. Does it feel all right? Yes. Then what difference does it make? Like, um, that, although having said that, I will admit. That I was playing, I'm going to go on the other console now, PS5, Last of Us Remake, uh, Part 1 Remake. And I did flick between the two modes because they got 30 and a 60. And I did end up settling for the 60 just because it felt a little bit smoother to play. But I was quite happy playing in 30 for a good couple of hours before I'd changed my mind and thought, oh, I'll see what the other one looks like. Uh, and it still ran perfectly fine, looked great. Um, and yeah, like it's personal preference as well. And I, mm, there's other games I've played recently, which are 30 frames per second takes it took me a couple of minutes to get used to it and then i was like all right didn't even notice after that 
the thing yeah. is, with like frame rates and things like that, <clears throat> and what you're saying about The Last of Us, that is a that's a first party title that has been overly, overly sort of optimized for one console. It's not it's not spread across different uh, uh, consoles or PCs. It's it's it needs to run the best it can possibly run on this one console, and that's and it. it's also a lot more uh, dialed in. I would say, like obviously, it looks incredible, but you haven't got yeah, the big open areas or scope, play yeah. or yeah. There's a lot less features in it, and it's a lot less taxing in that regard. Because if you read further on, to like what the, the the sort of Twitter feeds and all that are saying is, they're not saying that the that it couldn't be handled. Like a lot of people were saying that it was because it was done for the Series S, because the Series S can't handle what it needs to do to run at 4K60, which is a lot of shit. Because um, what they're saying in regards to this is it's not a GPU it's a issue, it's a CPU issue if it was going to be anything like that. And the CPU that's in the uh, Series S is the same level, not the same one, but the same level that's in the, the PS5. So yeah. that argument automatically just ruins yourself for that. The problem with it is, is the the if they're saying it's got like this whole co-op system in it, then that if they're saying that's the reason why, then it's because that it's. I think I was reading it saying that it's untethered co-op, which means you could be at one part of the map on the ground level, and the other person could be at the opposite side of the map at the top of the tallest building in the game. Yeah, and everything that's happening in your game has to run seamlessly with everything that's happening in their game. Which to try and do it 4K 60 on top of everything else that's happening, they've they've made a decision and they've went. Well, what do we want to have? Do we want to have flawless co-op, or do we want to have better frame rates and they've thought that co-op's going to be more preferential yeah and i wonder if they'd not even bothered saying anything like you said ross nobody watched the video and went oh it's not running very well if it just come out i'm sure you would have had the pc people going why can't i do this but most people just played it and gone this is fucking awesome or this is shit whatever you know depending on their opinion of the game but i don't think really it would have had quite the 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 twitter gonna twitter as it were everybody likes to have a moan about something don't they and this week it happens to be 30 frames per second on Gotham Knights instead of 60. Oh no, the travesty. Ah, the end of the world. Um, so basically, just play the game when it's out in a week, is it? 20 sec. No, 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. So, yeah, about a week or so. Um, and see, then make your own mind up. If you're interested in it, it's probably not going to really shape your opinion that it runs at a different frame rate than some people would like. It's not the end of the world. Enjoy it. Play and let you're us know. You're a fan, you're a fan. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I really should have segued into this other story first, but I, I uh, put them in the wrong order. This was a terrible uh, faux pas on my, beha- my behalf, but Xbox Cloud Gaming, we're moving on, by the way, is coming to MetaQuest 2. <gasps> but not natively. So it's basically, it's going to be an app on the Quest, MetaQuest 2, whatever you want to call it. Um that will allow you to play game, cloud versions of Xbox Game Pass. But it won't be VR games and it won't be in VR. It will just be a whacking great screen up in front of you as VR is, is often used for for watching films and, and shows and stuff. Um, they've no, There's no date yet, but it will be, like I said, it will be a native thing on the machine. There's no side load because I think you can do it already if you know your way around some some shifty little side maneuvers. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I've got a Quest 2. I haven't touched it for a while because I haven't really had time, but I'm excited to check this out. Anyone else got a Quest 2? Anyone else interested in checking a virtual gaming on a big screen inside a helmet? There'll, be a, gimmick. there'll be a Quest 2 in the household after Christmas, so I will be jumping up on that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Graham? 
Yeah, I actually do want this. I've actually tried to do this in the past using the um, the Samsung Gear uh, VR situation to try and play sort of their Xbox games through the the cloud-based app thing through that. Yeah. So it is something I've actually tried to do before with partial success. Yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of Streets of Rage 4 through it, but the, the, the lag that I was trying to do through it wasn't worth it and the, the amount of effort it required to do it wasn't worth it so for it to work via an app on the meta quest 2 an actual decent bit of vr kit yeah yeah that's kind of what i was trying to achieve probably about a year and a half ago so just a shame i don't have one but yeah no that, that definitely interests me nice yeah like i said i'll definitely be checking it out because uh, the, the screen on the quest 2 is is of high enough quality i think that you won't get too much like screen door or anything so when you're playing you'll just it'll hopefully feel a lot better than i did try it on the psvr when i had it um i tried to play i think it was god of war actually but because the screen quality wasn't quite high enough it, it was obvious that it was like a virtual screen if that makes sense so i only played a little bit and then i ended up going back to my actual television which is sitting there doing nothing um but yeah i'm interested to see that it'd be interesting to see how big you can make the screen because again being virtual in theory you could make it as big or as small as you like um yeah, so hopefully that will come out soon, and we we shall have an in-depth report at the time. Yeah, well, you have. If one, a, if... try it out on yours first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ross, when you get yours, quick uh, side note as well. We're, we're pro- proper full of tangents this week. Make sure you download. Um, is it Walkabout Golf? And I'll give you a game. It's fucking brilliant. Walkabout Golf. Yes, fucking brilliant. I love it. Tremendous that sounds game. really random. It's really good. <laughs> really good. Uh, it's basically VR VR mini golf and. Uh, Carlos recommended me. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I'm Great all game. for it. Great game. Here's a question. Um, what exports game would you want to see turn into VR? Up. Oh, do you know what? Instant answer, Gears of War. Because I would just using the controls with the old uh, chainsaw lancer. Yeah. Right up in your face. Right up in your face. How I went there, Halo was the one I thought of. Ah, Halo. Just like face to face with like a brute. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, run up melee him in the face, or, yeah. or pick picking up a grunt and lobbing him somewhere. Just, <laughs> I'll pick dishonored. Go. I, a... I mean, I mean, dishonored is obvious. Oh, oh. Ian, don't don't do this to me. Oh, dishonored. I'll probably pick something like a uh, yakuza that could walk through those kind of lands. I'm surprised you didn't pick lollipop chainsaw, Jay. <laughs> well, that I mean, there's only things like that aren't you can do in VR if you want to you know, where to look, you know. <laughs> but yeah, nice, nice. Well, yeah, so we'll see what happens in with that. Uh, yeah, and hopefully it will be worth the worth the effort of going through and setting it up. Um, cool. Any other big news, gentlemen, you want to get into before we move into the quick hits and on to the rest of the show? Let's do this. Let's, Let's do, do this indeed. All right, just some very quick ones that sort of. I'll bring up the, the headline. If anyone wants to talk about the can, if not, we'll move on. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, which is out in a couple of weeks, is getting three months of Hunter DLC shortly after launch. It's basically a set of outfits for Sonic by the looks of it and what they class a fun mini game. There's no details. They just said it's a fun mini game. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Deathloop has officially been confirmed by Arcane to be part of the Dishonored universe. Very exciting indeed. Did um, people just I, not know that? I think, well, as they said. That was weird, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting into the the full article, obviously, but they said they left a lot of hints, a lot of things, some that people have found, some that they haven't found. Uh, and with this recent update, the Golden Loop update, uh, people found that on the back of one of the guns, there was a picture of Dunwall Tower. 
And so they started piecing the clues together and they said it basically takes place way after the end of Death of the Outsider, which if you haven't played that, uh, it will make more sense it, when you do play it. It's kind of, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's cool. That makes me more even more excited to get back to Deathloop at some point when I've got fucking more than five minutes to spare. Ian, have you played Deathloop yet? I've literally downloaded I'm going away this week for work. That's my game to play. Nice, nice. Uh, and finally, Modern Warfare 2 will include Overwatch's two... Overwatch 2, sorry, um, controversial feature, which means that play, PC players will need to register a phone number if they want to play the game. Uh, although people who've already played Warzone and already verified account won't have to do it. So it's only new players coming to it, basically. Uh, I think Overwatch 2 has dropped that feature now, right? Overwatch 2 have done a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there was another one in it, but I wasn't getting into that. Um, so yeah, so we'll see, see how long it lasts for uh, Modern Warfare 2. Um, but yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll see. <laughs> let me just full screen out. Let me, oh, hey, oh, Ross, do you want to read it out for me? Yeah, so Polar Knights on Twitch. I'm presuming talking to uh, Jay's impressive growth. Uh, as a barber, I love this. It's the perfect evolution of beard growth. So Jay's progress over the weeks has obviously uh, caught the imagination of some folks. I mean, is it progress? Is he not, is he not talking about us where it just goes I think from like, I think it's like the four, small it? to your stubble, Ross, to Jay's. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that, actually, yeah. And Ian's kind of yeah, yeah full full, uh, full force. See, that's what we're here <laughs> for. The style tips uh, abound. We know no yeah. end. You know, we're we're nothing if not fashionable young gentlemen. I mean, we're not young <laughs> and <laughs> probably not gentlemen. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, Daniel, I need you. Um, cool. Yes. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> that tickled me. And speaking of being tickled, Ross, why don't you plug me for the week? Just as I go to pour myself a drink. Um, so start the talk working with them we are patreon.com forward slash xbox tavern uh, if you want to support us with your hard earned money uh, jump on to patreon there's various different tiers each with different uh, perks and rewards and shout out to our superstar supporter Beth easy for me to say um, thank you, you very much for thank the you, ongoing support Apple and Spotify podcasts if you could leave us a 5 star review that'd be fantastic and leave a wee comment underneath the more people that rate us and comment underneath get us more exposure and get us any more people's ears and on eyes um, find Xbox Tavern on all other favourite podcast apps uh, SoundCloud uh, Stitcher iCloud not iCloud iHeart I was getting mixed up there loads of different ones you'll find us all in all different places uh, written reviews can be found at xboxtavern.com Jay will have a list of those later on in the show socials which we have been terrible for this week and haven't actually even put the banner all on the bottom of the screen um, you'll get us in all those different places Facebook Instagram Twitter TikTok Patreon Only Dance whatever it may be you'll find us on all of those um, Discord, link in the show notes, jump in, give us some gaming chat, just date, general day-to-day chat as well. Um, guess the game's still going strong. Some of the ones recently have just been, what was the one Jay got the other day? It was like five letters back to back to back, and that was the name of the game. V or something. V, 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 In one, baby. Where, where they're pulling games like that from, I'll never know. But that's the sort of things that you can find in that. And then also our Game of the Year chat. Uh, jump in, talk about the sort of ongoing Game of the Year discussion that we've got in the podcast. Uh, drop in what your Game of the Year is, which for next week will be 2021, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we we're, we're, we're finally caught up to ourselves. We're back to the real world. Um, and then last but not least, the amazing folks over at Insert Coin have the... Five pound off offers or or offers yeah, 
orders over £50, easy for me to say, um, and that's promo code Xbox Tavern 22 and that's for, um, yeah, said that for overs, orders over £50. I'm glad it's not just me stumbling over the words. Struggling. Thank you very much. I, I'll just add, I should have mentioned it at the top, really. Uh, there's going to be no show next week because I'm on holiday, it's Graham's on holiday, uh, and I believe Ian's away as well, and Ross is away, and Dan, unless you want a one-man Dan, um, I, I think, think we're pretty much synchronised that, that everybody would just happen not to be here next week. Yeah. Um, the, and also... The one week Dan can make it. <laughs> and finally, finally, on uh, the 30th of November, we're finally going to get round two, the Xbox Tavern Quiz, the Battle of Champions. Episode 100. And Daniel, episode 100, we're going to fight, fight out for the ultimate Xbox Tavern Quiz champion. Um, Ian's going to be hosting that one once again. Thank you very much, Ian. Yeah, it's been a long, long time coming, but we're finally getting around to it. So make sure you come back for that. If you haven't checked out the qu- previous quizzes we've done, uh, was episode 30, 50, and uh, 60. sorry, 60. Sorry, no, no, um, 30, 50, and 60. Yeah, oh, 30, 50, 60. yeah. one um, of which was yeah. in person. It was amazing. Yes, go, uh, go check them out there. They're there was no fun. shenanigans or nothing in regards to answers, definitely not. Uh, Ross, what about Starcraft? No, let's move on, shall we? Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's all the plug-in for the, for the week. Thank you very much. Let's uh, move on to the other topics, including, as you just alluded to, the Xbox Game of the Years throughout the years. This year, this week, sorry, we're on year 2020, uh, which is not too long ago. I can just about remember these games um, properly this time. So if you're not familiar with the segment, uh, we just go through the years of Xbox. Each year, we pick what would have been our Game of the Year. We talk about it briefly, we argue a little bit, and everybody picks the wrong answer except for me. So speaking of which, the wrong answers, let's go with Ian first. Why don't we go for you first, Mr. No, 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 no. No, we're going me first. So my Game of the Year for 2020 will have to be what I wrote for the site, which is Next Summon Extinction. <sighs> So for me, this is kind of a brilliant, it's kind of a Pokemon-esque game. And after how poor Sword and Shield was, um, it was a pleasant surprise to kind of play this one. Because um, one of them, as soon as you start the game, it's a full-on carnage. You get like your starter Pokemon, which you can pick between, I think, eight or nine you can pick from. Mm. So it's a ridiculous amount of starters you can have. And then obviously you just basically go through. You can even collect, catch all the starters as well. So it's not like you, if you missed one, you don't get a chance to catch it at all. So that was always a nice, pleasant surprise. And it was just a brilliant storyline. I think they also brought in a com- comedian aspect because reality was you were silent protagonist. But it's the point where sometimes they don't even let you speak. They just, go, they just waffle on and go, actually, no, you don't need to answer. You're going to do it anyway. And it's like, okay, then. So it kind of made it kind of play, played on the whole kind of silent protagonist. And also there's kind of bits where like, if you collect like, a badge and stuff, you put your arms in the air to say, yeah, I've got a badge. And the guy's like, um, what are you doing? So... <laughs> So that's yeah. just that is just basically Pokemon for the Xbox, isn't it? That looks fantastic. Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much Pokemon. Old school Pokemon incredible. for the Xbox. Um, they brought out the like a prequel called just called Nexamon, which I haven't had a chance to play yet. Um, but I do. I've also bought it. It's just on my Xbox sitting there. Damn it, I download that now. So definitely. No, Ian, <laughs> no, Ian. Definitely, definitely <laughs> it is. So yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. I think when I was going into, it, I had quite low expectations. Like so. I'll, see what the kind of Pokemon clone is going to be. But as soon as I started playing it, I was like, fucking hell. Couldn't stop playing it. Brilliant storyline. Good fun. Just all, all in out. Good fun. Nice. Nice. And as you said, you reviewed that for the site. So you can go check out Ian's words on the on xboxtavern.com if you'd like to, to see it. I think it's my highest ever review score as well still to this day. 4.5. Uh, oh, oh, hey, 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 no. 9.7. 
Oh, but the only thing that's got high is the X screen. That was that's a yeah. hardware rather than software. And on uh, Ian's amazing advice, the game itself is nineteen ninety nine. On that's in dollars. So work out whatever that will be in pounds. But you can also pick up the first and second one for twenty four ninety nine. Ah, Happy days. Yeah, we we not we love nothing if not a bargain, eh? Around these places as well for me. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant game. Nice. Thank you very much. Uh, I will remember this week. Honourable mentions, please. Honourable mentions for me, there's only really one, and that was, I had to stop checking to make sure it did come out this year, but that's COD Warzone. It kind of helped me going through lockdown. It was kind of a good banter game, along with like Grand Theft Auto. Um, we also played a lot of um, Warzone, and I think it was just good kind of, I never played on mine. I always played with like all my friends and I have, and that kind of made the kind of command me, made sure like you feel like Oh, lockdown's boring, there's nothing to do. Jump on Warzone, someone will be on that, you know. So for me, that kind of made lockdown a bit more sane when it's coming gaming-wise. I think a lot of people, well, I think there's quite a people, few people in the from the community that they've sort of agreed. And like what you say, the, the whole lockdown type idea, that was like a, a godsend that they had that game just sitting there that they could jump on at any time and get some sort of relief from the fucking day-to-day life that we were having to leave at that point. Yeah, I yeah. think during lockdown, it was literally, every Monday night was guaranteed Warzone night. You'd yeah. always get a game with someone. And the Thursdays was always GTA. And then if people wanted to stay on, it was Warzone afterwards. Um, so those yeah. two days, I was always like full-on stuff to do. And yeah, for me, I think just, it was just, a, it's kind of basic, you know, your classic battle royale. Everyone knows what it is. But for me, that kind of year did help a lot. Yeah, well, uh, as Ross alluded to in the Discord, I say mocks a lot. And Risky the Kid both picked Warzone as well. Um, it seems to be quite a popular popular answer. Um, good choice, good choice, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're probably going to end up talking about the pandemic quite a lot as we mentioned these games, which is, yeah, we've, we try to keep the positivity up, but it's a re- fact of life, isn't it? Like, the, yeah, it happened. The, the got, gaming definitely helps a lot of people. Um, yeah, so, uh, all right. Seeing as you suggested, Ian, I'm going to go next and, and then I'll drop into to Graham and Ross <clears throat> as I choke on my own face. Um, so what's so the correct answer then? The correct answer. Well, I'm going to give you. I've written loads down because obviously I like to write loads, but I'm not going to read them all out. I'm going to pick as one of my honourable mentions, Super Liminal, fantastic puzzle game, which I believe is still on Game Pass. Uh, fucking awesome puzzle game, like first person physics based puzzle game where you change the shape and size of objects by moving them around the environment. So if you look really close, it comes small. If you look really far away, it becomes big. And then yeah, you know, it's really clever and it's got a really great sort of message and story as well behind it so yeah definitely go check that out and i'm going to go for superland which also is a first person puzzle game but more of a uh like an adventure type thing so you get like a big open world you got to explore and you've got to try and find all the hidden areas and work your way through these like physics-based puzzles again and combat and stuff and it's just fucking brilliant really really brilliant however the incorrect answer both of them games were, if this game hadn't come out, it would definitely would have been one of them. Um, however, the best game of the year, and the only correct answer, I'm sorry, everybody else, is Streets of Rage 4, which it's, it had been something stupid, like 25 years or 23 years since Streets of Rage 3. And when they announced it's coming out, they revealed the the sort of art style of it. And everybody, including myself, I will hold my hands up. I was a bit mixed on it. It looked a bit pastely and a bit sort of blurry, and it, it didn't look right. Um, but as soon as I got my hands on it, man, they fucking nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. They kept, they kept the sort of feel of Streets of Rage 2 and 3. And they kept a lot of the characters, obviously. They kept a lot of the moves. But they brought it up into 
the modern day at the time with fucking excellent con- like smooth controls smooth gameplay and excellent level design boss battles uh new characters they inc- include uh, including who oh, fucking hell get me words out cherry fucking love cherry she's brilliant um as well as they bought great uh the, like the sprites from like one two and three wouldn't it that as characters you could play as once you unlock yeah them. yeah absolutely as you progress you kind of you get more and more points you unlock the previous versions exactly how they were and in their exact moves down to their special moves so like in one where they sort of brought the cop car along to fire things that's come oh along and yeah it's yeah. just yeah and basically they're, they're all their kind of the old school characters are in the game it was um, yeah. I just saw it said seventeen characters you can yeah. play as. I was like bloody yeah, that's loads. Yeah, it was like a proper love letter to the old games. Obviously, like I said, you know, twenty odd years ago, but they also included enough new stuff and and improved the the gameplay itself to make it feel like a whole new game that was worthy and not just like a. Oh, you remember this old people? You remember this game from your? No, it's, it's fucking brilliant. And their mistake they did though was there wasn't allowed for player online. That, that is yeah because for the first time i think they allow four player co-op local but only two player online if they'd included four player uh online co-op probably would have given it 11 out of 10 but they didn't I so i had, to, it. I had to knock it, was... it down um yeah but honestly just i fucking loved it i think it's brilliant and the dlc they brought out i think the next year mr x nightmare just as fucking good um but obviously that's we're into another another year then but yeah streets of rage 4 it wasn't game pass it's not anymore but it's not too expensive and it's, oh, it's just fucking brilliant. I can't, I can't fault it in the slightest. It's um, currently so yeah. on sale for ten pounds forty nine. Damn right. Do you know what? I think it's on sale on the Switch. Actually, I nearly bought it on there to take it with me on holidays. No, yeah. I don't need it. I've already got it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend going and checking it out. Um, however, obviously, my answer is not necessarily everybody's cup of tea. So, Graham, tell me all about your favourite game for twenty twenty. So for 2020, once again, sticking with my same kind of RPG theme, not deliberately, it just happens to be that those are my chosen games. And the one I picked for 2020 was Yakuza 0. So this was literally my first dipping my toe into the Yakuza series. And technically it wasn't the first in the series. It was kind of like a, not like a, it was a remake, but prequel to the kind of the Yakuza series. And yeah it was just amazing if like if you hadn't touched sort of the accuser before this is the first one to definitely get involved in the whole storyline is immense it's just so many twists and turns and it really sort of makes you buy into the sort of the main characters of kiryu who you see sort of kicking about at the moment so he's yeah he's one of the one of the main characters through most of the kind of series and you touch on the other character, Kojima, or Majima even, sorry, who's in there as well with the eye patch. And mm. it's just, yeah, the way that the, the game plays out, the, the style, and yeah, it's just great fun, great story, just and the same way as sort of they do, there's so many different mini games inside it as well that you can just lose yourself with playing uh, like darts or playing different kind of Japanese uh, like board games like Shugi and which is a kind of type of chess. And then they've even got some of the, the Sega arcade style games that you can jump in on as well. So much kind of deviation to the main game, just there's plenty to do. Mm. And sort of with the different upgrades, you had different kind of fighting styles that you could play with as well, a quick one, a strong one, and 
I'll get the mixed kind of base one and it's just yeah it's so much content sort of jam-packed into just a fun kind of game based off obviously the Yakuza the, sort of the Japanese mafia style things but it has its serious sort of bloodthirsty tones in some place and then it's extremely light-hearted and comedic in other kind of times so yeah it's great and um my honourable mention, which weirdly was almost full circle, was the fact that the the newest one, the Yakuza Like a Dragon, came out this year. I didn't play it this year, but it was definitely when I finally got around to it. It features Kiryu, but he's not the main character in this kind of version. They completely switched up the the fighting in this one and made it turn based. And it was just this. It really this is the most far out of the stories that of all the ones that I've played so far and yeah it's just yeah it made me love fall in love with the yakuza series and this one was definitely a decent recent version of it and it's completely kind not completely separate but separate enough that you could just play it without knowing the previous versions and yeah very awesome series I'm glad this one was the one that helped me find it and as, yeah, as going forward it's going to be known as like a dragon now isn't it so i think they announced the one recently like a dragon 8 because apparently that's what yeah. it was called in japan not yakuza it's called like a dragon so they're okay. sort of giving it the old right. shift around to the titles but yeah so it carries on at least and uh it does this one says it was uh, a tag team with ichiban and kiryu which should be quite exciting yeah like a virgin <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for someone to do it. i fucking knew it'd be in uh all right well, thank you very much um Ross, let's get to you then. Tell us all about your games of the year for 2020, please. So I just had, I can't remember what I had put in for, did I put any other honourable mentions down? You put one down that came out in 2020, technically. <sighs> technically. But neither did Yakuza 0, that came out on PlayStation early, so... It's fine, get on with it. But it came out on Xbox. Get on with it, get on with it. Xbox Tavern. <coughs> Hades Jesus. was my um, honorable mention. Honorable mention. I'm sure that came good out. Good game. Good game. Um, hard Very as good. fuck. Um, not usually my type of game for the fact of the whole roguelike element where you go through, you die, you go back, rinse, repeat until you get further enough to get through the level. But the, the artwork of it, the storyline, obviously being with a sort of Greek storyline on it, fantastic. Loved it. Um, another one that was great, just picking up and playing. Um, but the one that I've actually went for is AC Valhalla. So sticking with my sort of reoccurring theme with the Valhalla, the AC games, um, but a different spin on this one. Totally came away from any sort of stealth that may have been remaining from the other two um, to go with like the loudest fucking characters that you could have picked in any type of fucking genre of uh, fighters. Um, Beautiful looking game, obviously set in like old fashioned England. So you had all your like previous counties of that. Um, introduced a character who, unknown to that point, is actually going to be quite important going forward in the Assassin's Creed series. Um, the two sort of characters that you could play, or the one character you could play, either male or female, um, both of the character models for that were fantastic. If you went, wanted to go the male Ivor, you basically got a character straight out of Vikings, um, but the female Ivor was every bit as sort of great to play. That was my first playthrough was um, as the female Ivor, because I heard the voice actor was a bit better. Um, but the storyline, then the additional DLC that they brought with it as well, the, the sort of Dawn of Ragnarok, I'm sure it's called, 
was another great DLC, something that you just expect from the Assassin's Creed games is when they start going down the sort of fantasy routes in regards to their DLCs, whether it be the Egyptian gods or the Greek underworld and um, Odyssey, they do a fantastic job of it. So bringing in sort of the Ragnarok element of it with everything that's happening where you can find the sort of legendary Nordic weapons that you would have, like Mjolnir and things like that. They just done a brilliant job introducing that to the storyline. Nice, nice. And so this was the most recent one, right? If I'm yes, yeah. Uh, and obviously they've renounced. Was it uh, Mirage? No, not Mirage. Mirage, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is taking it back to more stealthy Stealth. goodness. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where Vikings and fucking. That's where the character that said that you've just seen in there, Basim. That's the you're basically going back to his origin story. Uh, him growing oh, up in Baghdad. I said, I think that's what I mean. I think this is why I probably would never ever pick this up or whoever because it's just there's no stealth in it, and that's what Assassin's Creed should be. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Graham's like, no, no. <laughs> you can do your best to play it stealthy. Um I mean the original the thing is the original Assassin's Creed games weren't stealth games to be perfectly honest you they were a lot more lean towards stealth but they weren't stealth games in the slightest you could quite happily run from a to b chopping everything down in your path like you do in these ones but they have there's a lot less it's tricky to say because they've added things in that benefit playing stealthy so like you get a lot of perks from only doing stealth kills which is something like the original system never had so they do reward you for an extent of being stealthy. It just it seems to be that people don't associate it as a stealth game, even though the originals were very much the same. I see. Yeah, to an extent, to an extent. Yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, but we'll see. We'll see how this new one compares, and then we can, you know, potato, potato, and all that sort of stuff, eh? Hmm. 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 But that's all of our answers. So quick rundown again. So. Uh, uh, we can get the list down. Oh, we should mention Dan's one, sorry, I should say. He he picked Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is also a great game that year. Uh, Took yeah, about I mean, 10 months to complete it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Did that really surprise enjoy. you, though? No, I mean, but I just remember. Have you completed it yet, Dan? No. Uh, no. Not yet. <laughs> uh, next one, Extinction from Ian, Yakuza Zero from Graham, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla from Ross, and again, the only right answer to reach very four from myself. So let's get into the community answers quickly. Um, Rocker Dude. Uh, hi, Corey. Also writes on the site. He picked Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, which is a fantastic collection of uh, the Tony Hawk's games. Um, really, really good sort of remake of them. Caninch, good friend, uh, special guest Pete picked F1 2020. Thanks to the uh, what's it called, the career mode. I, I did breaking point. Thank you. Um, and his honourable mention are the Complex and Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, obviously, that's not coming to Xbox yet. Uh, I, doubt, <laughs> I doubt it ever will, but um, never mind, never mind. But the complex also a great game, great sort of FMB game. And uh, Justin Bedford on Twitter said Minecraft Dungeons, which is also a good game. We had good fun playing that, I believe, at one point, not for Project Game Pass, just having a laugh. Us three and Project, uh, special guest Pete. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so that's all of our games. Next week will be 2021. Obviously, that then brings us up to the modern day. And we'll discuss our 2022 games of the year towards the end of the year, probably early November, uh, early December sort of time. I would have thought, depending on what's coming out, there's still a few big games to come, including uh, Callisto Protocol, which is when is that? It's the second of December, is it? 
Is that not just being moved forward? Am I, I talking know. rubbish? No, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. But yes, we've still got a few big games to come yet, so we'll discuss them as and when we feel the time is right. However, let's bring bring ourselves not too far, but back into the future. And let's talk about games you have been playing this week, uh, including Project Game Pass. Has anyone actually had a chance to check out Project Game Pass this week? I mean, well, I haven't. No, nobody has. Okay, so no. we'll just um, I'll just run you through what we picked. So we picked a game called Evil, which has come in. Uh, has come to Game Pass. Sorry, uh, last week, and it's like a social deduction game where you got to try and figure out who the killers are whilst also completing tasks and stuff. Looks quite fun. Um, I'm sadly, as I said, I'm going away on holiday for a couple of weeks, so I won't be around for a while. So I'm not going to get a chance to play it with everybody for the month, but hopefully we'll play it when I come back. Uh, I'll leave it up to you lot to to figure out when you guys are going to play together and maybe stream it and stuff and. And have a laugh with that. However, let's get into what we have actually been playing in. Um, I've been playing something I'm not allowed to talk about yet, and that's it. So <laughs> I'm going to be very quiet here. Ian, you've been playing something you're not allowed to talk about. And... I've also a uh, one game I can talk about because it's probably the only game that I've played in this household, which I'm forced to play. And whilst the problem redacted, I've been playing a lot, and I mean too much that I want to play of Minecraft. Nice. So my son is absolutely obsessed with this uh, to the point where he just nonstop talks about it, nonstop wants to do things. I've got about seven worlds of him at the moment. I've killed the Ender Dragon twice with him. It's just constant, like, every time. And also, what's funny about it is he can't just have a normal conversation with me when we're playing. It's always, Daddy, can you do this? It's like, yes. Daddy, can you come look at this? Daddy, can you? It's like, Tali, don't just say my name every time. Okay, sorry, Daddy. Daddy, can you come and look at this? Like, oh, this, this is... Every every conversation interaction is always, Daddy, then what he wants to do. Or, Daddy, can you come look at this? Or, Daddy, can you do this? Daddy, can you build this? So it's like always constantly trying to get resources. He fucking knows more about it than me. Oh, you need to put this and this together to make this. <laughs> oh, hey, calm down. Like, oh, what do I need for this? You need this resource and this resource. It's like, fucking hell. All right. <laughs> So yeah, just did you play constantly. legit or just creative mode though? Most of the time it's creative, but a lot sometimes it's like you say, we do legit first, but like if you want more stuff to build, um we obviously go into creative. But mainly our main world we've got is all pure just survive at the moment. Yeah. Um so that's the fun one we're doing at the moment where we actually kind of farm for resources and stuff. And he seems to be enjoying that because obviously he's restricted because obviously I've got control of the kind of creative. So no Tyler, we're gonna do this properly. Yeah. And so far he seems keen on doing it all nicely. So yeah. So far, so good. I mean, he nice. even built a he built, he built an enderpool without even me realizing in the in world. I, like, I built an enderpool. I was like, what? So like, yeah, if you get lava and water, you get obsidian. And it's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> the kid <laughs> crack knows. On it. Yeah, the kid, he knows. He knows more than me, probably. So yeah, that's basically what my life's been at the moment. Apart from redacted, it's been a yeah. lot of Minecraft. Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed constantly because my kids are quite into Minecraft. I'm sure you know graham and ruskies are and one of our friends uh buzz his kids massive into Minecraft, and they just talk your ear off for hours oh, if you do this and mix this i'm like what the fuck you talk like <laughs> slow down <laughs> what do i do with the dirt blocks let me start with that and we'll work from there yeah like, no 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 the, you need to build the obsidian the, yeah. the diamonds and you need to get this get this yeah I'm making a glass house daddy okay? <laughs> you need sand it's like, oh hey, you crack on you do what you need to do <laughs> what i got was the drama of um, one of his friends had in, uh, jumped into his world and raided all his resources. 
but then he couldn't jump into his world because he didn't know where his house was to go and get his loot box or whatever it was and his crafting table. So he loosed it all of this and he had to try and find a way to get it all back from this guy. And it was like, you're still talking about Minecraft. Yeah? He's like, not broke into your house and like <laughs> stole your TV. He's like, he's literally stole something that you can jump back onto the game and get again. Yeah, it's not yeah, the point, exactly. Dad. It's not the point. Right, okay, he's done it. And now I need to find a way to get it back. It's like, oh, principles. Oh, Exactly. Yeah, right. Sorry. Outrageous. Yeah. What what a game, eh? I, I always I often think like if this had come out when I was their age, I'd probably be just as into it as, oh, as they are right now. I know. Um, he's just he's got game attack now as well, so he's ready on the cheaper <laughs> <price>. <laughs> Is he up towards about hundred and fifty thousand now? Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's already yeah. at that. He's got more game of school than I have. Yes, that's just one game for me, so I can't even knock that. He's a Gracer. <laughs> I got a video of him when he got three star finally and got the last achievement. It was absolutely <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> you, know, you crack on, kid. You're going to be a gamer. Fucking training him young, training him young. All right, cool. So, a bit of Minecraft. Everybody loves it, Minecraft. I'm, I'm redacted. Uh, I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, yeah, redacted all the way, I'm afraid. Um, this has been a very redacted week. Graham, you've the only one who've got a bit more to say. Please talk about video games. <laughs> talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well unfortunately it kind of mirrored the last week i've been playing um a little bit more fifa but i won't sort of dive too much deeper into that i haven't really got anything kind of new more to add on that one still kind of enjoying it and just diving into the new objectives and everything that's come up with it just on the wee side yeah. of that just so i'm not boring everybody the way our ultimate team top i've actually started a career mode on it and the career mode on it is actually really pretty enjoyable it's not going to be for everybody's cup of tea but the the whole story like no. It's not storyline story like that... no. I was gonna say it's not storyline like um, Alex Hunter, um, no. it, but it does have like interactions and things like that in it, and there's like um, there's a bit more substance to it than just uh, you log in, you 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 start off at this rate and then you get a max rate, and so your stats go up and blah blah blah. There's a bit more to it than that, and it's actually pretty enjoyable for a break away from Ultimate Team. So. Yeah. It's, it's they're at least they're working on different areas. You know, you know, we always think that FIFA is a cash grab and Ultimate Team is the only thing they care about because that's what makes all their money. But the the career mode has got a wee bit of substance to it at least, so that's quite enjoyable. I remember when I, I just quickly googled it, but God, I remember playing uh, career mode, not career mode, the storyline mode of Alex Hunter. Then obviously when it got to nineteen, I played that douchebag friend Danny Williams. Danny was awesome. I'm done. No, either wanker. I'm out. Didn't finish it. Who was the other guy? The like the protagonist, the the antagonist of what? What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. He's the little moody guy. Yeah, when you were at the exit trials and like he gets picked up and goes on and gets his like free move and you have to struggle and things like that. He was a prick. A bigger one. <laughs> I didn't mind Danny. Danny was sound. I, I didn't mind that as well. Yeah, Gareth Walker. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I enjoyed that whole kind of different story. That was quite a bit of fun. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe just give it more. Did he play his sister as well? No, was it his sister? Yeah, he plays his sister. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was good. And um, But yeah, I used. I do want to dive into maybe try out a bit more of Alter and try the pro clubs, but it's just trying to find the rhythm and the right sort of time to. Yeah, sort of do the, the problem process. is, is like at the time we are like, there's a group of us that are available, well, the five of us that are on the show, me, you, and Dan. Normally, if we've got free time, it's like, right, crack out 15 
games and squad battles to do all these achievements and get these yeah. packs or players unlocked or we need to do our rivals to get any weekend and it's just like all right i've done my weekly allocation of fifa and we've not had a chance to jump in and play pro clubs yeah you need your practice when it's me and jay versus you for- i know we're terrified that's why we're not yeah. doing it we're just we're just yeah. refusing to do it so constant, we can go naive. Constant practice, me and Jay yeah. just sitting in the back there relaxing. <laughs> you know, oh, see that you're all you're going to be over practice. That's the problem. You need to go into yeah. it with just just relax, just enjoy yourself, just relax. and just <laughs> just accept that we're going to wipe the floor with you. But we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to that. I can never accept it. <laughs> um, imagine we did though. Ian, Gray would never see us again. Well, I, would, I would imagine, and it's the only way it's going to happen. I would delete FIFA. That'd be I'd, that'd be gone. I'd never play FIFA again. I'd be like, Soja Bomber, man. We beat you in FIFA. <laughs> yeah. We did it. No, I quite oh. appreciate the challenge if you actually pulled off something worthwhile. Yeah, you, you might be surprised. I mean, yeah. really won't be. You'd be you pleasant yeah, surprised. Yeah, slide tackle. How do we dodge slide tackles? <laughs> easy way of how to do that. Um, yeah. What's yeah, that two foot button again? Other than FIFA. Yeah, sorry. We'll get off the yeah. FIFA. What? Well, uh, uh, just you playing, playing some more? Yeah, playing some more of the, the Pathfinder sequel that um, I'm currently in the midst of kind of reviewing. I needed to get to a certain part to unlock the... Well, not unlock, but just get to a next kind of phase where you become the leader of the Crusade and then there's basically you have to lead armies into different kind of territories. Yeah. And it's a bit... Uh, it doesn't make a massive amount of sense... And you have to play around with resources. You have to mix and merge um, the armies. And you just, you don't even know what's going to kind of happen. You can kind of sort of see your armies kind of level and who, how many sort of members of your army you have. You see the enemy's army, you're like level three. They could be level one. And you go into it and it kind of looks like a, just like a grid, like a chessboard kind of grid. And you kind of do take it in terms <laughs> to sort of fight each other and, it yeah, I got I got rinsed the first time, so I had to sort of load that back up. And yeah, so to go get all the way to get to that bit, it just well was really not worth it. That bit can do one. Thankfully, there's an option in there where you can turn that piece off. Yeah. And yeah, I did. I tried it a couple of times, and it just got less fun the more I kind of played it. It didn't make any sense because um, there's so many different kind of spells. There must be like nigh on about 100 odd different spells and it's hard to work out what the hell each one kind of does and in that kind of army style grid based combat it makes even less fucking sense yeah. so I gave it a good old shot and I, I couldn't do it. it, it just didn't make sense I won the battles but I had to break down the forts to be able to sort of progress with my main characters past certain parts of the map yeah. and I just couldn't win the fight I've sort of, I stacked the deck on my army it's on an easier mode and still could not fucking knock down these forts yeah. so yeah it's, it's not if it was like a, a challenge or you had to play tactfully then i could but i literally could not play it any better it was just something was just not fun about it but um it's a shame because the, the rest of the game is still decent the storyline's immense and it was just if i could yeah now that i can just carry on doing that without having to deal with that war crusade based shite of it um, it's way more enjoyable to do it that way. Nice. Yeah, so now that I've experienced it, I can yeah, finally finish reviewing the whole piece now. Yeah, nice. So that'll be up in, in the next week or so, hopefully. Yep. Um, 
Cool. Uh, Ross, yeah. you sort of you sort of spoke about a bit of FIFA already and redacted, obviously. Anything else to add before we uh we move on from this much briefer segment than usual? Nope, just uh, a lot of redacted. A lot of redacted indeed. And I'm telling you, redacted is redacted. Yeah. Um uh, redacted can... is also pretty damn good redacted. Yeah. Redacted. Um, <laughs> so we've Teasing slightly, reviews for possibly redacted may turn up at some point in the next week. You might want to keep your eye on xboxdam.com. Um, there may be one or two reviews that will be of interest to uh, Xbox players going up in the next week. Keep your eye there. Hint, hint. Wink, wink, as it were. Um, but yeah, so that's about it. As I said, reviews will be coming up, but there's already reviews up on the site you can go check out right now. Lots of good ones, in fact, from... People such as Ian, I don't remember if you spoke about it last week. Session skates, say, oh fucking hell. Session skates him. Your reviews now live. Yeah, um, game of suicidal thoughts. Playing that game. Yeah, yeah, give it a three out of ten. Not the best game in the world, obviously, but uh, that, probably the yeah, worst game I played this year. Yeah, Oy, it seems to be yeah. one of those ones that's mixed. Like some people love it, like you were saying, for um, the, the hardcoreness of it, and other people like yourself hate it for the exact same reason. So yeah, I just think for me personally, it's just unnecessary. That's it's just yeah it's just ruins the fun very quickly. I spend an hour and a bit on one mission and that's not fun. <laughs> We're trying um, to do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> uh, uh, repeat yourself. What's a uh, vast saying? Far Cry Three. Definition of insanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, same thing. Expecting different results. <laughs> yeah. So we got again. that. We got uh, Serial Cleaners by Dan, as he alluded to last week. He gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, we got Dakar Desert Rally by. Jesus Christ, Ross. Hey, God, I feel like six days. Six days. Jesus. Whip that one out. Um, Gave that a whopping nine. Uh, Obviously, you can go read his thoughts on the site, as I said. And then two more. Road Company Season 4 was reviewed by AJ. um, And he seems to have not been quite the fan of it since it's been uh, updated for new seasons. It seems to have gone down his opinion. And also Uh Weedcraft... Gameplay, uh, we well, sorry, the title that's a bit weird. Weedcraft reviewed by Corey, they uh, gave it 7.5. It's basically, um, from what like I see, it was Sim drug City dealing, with drugs, yeah, drug dealing simulator, basically. Um, but it's he was quite again 7.5, quite high on it, seems quite interesting. So go check them out, uh, on the site right now. And as I said, more game reviews will be coming up in the next few days, perhaps even tomorrow. Who knows? Um, what. While you wait for more reviews to come up on the site, uh, expertly written one, if, if I uh, may say so myself, you can go check out games that come with the Game Pass. Uh, so, Ross, why don't you tell the fine folk out there what they can play with their subscription? So, uh, just because it was a fairly big one last week, um, Scorn, obviously we mentioned it earlier, was on console and PC October 14th. And then this upcoming week, we have... I don't thought there was a sneeze coming there. A Plague Tale Requiem on console, PC and cloud on October 18th. Persona 5 Royale on console, PC on October 21st. High on Life, can't wait for that. Really looking forward to jumping into that one on console on October 25th. God, Signal, that's yeah, that's, that seems to be like really quick for when we first heard about that date releasing. Um, Signalis um, on console October 27th and Gunfire Reborn on console also on October 27th. Yeah, that um, Signalis looks pretty cool as well. It looks like a sort of top-down 2D Resident Evil slash uh, Silent Hill 
you lost me. It, it looks it looks really good actually. It looks really interesting and um yeah, I definitely will be checking that one out when it comes to Game Pass. Uh but however, good things come, good things go. Ian, tell us all about the things that are leaving, please. So nothing's being announced. I did do a quick search. The game's leaving will be announced tomorrow because it's a Sunday. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> so you wait till Sunday. Wait till Monday. Monday will know more. So unfortunately, at the moment, nothing. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And Graham, for those that are still relying on those sweet, sweet gold nectar drops of games of gold, what can they pick yes. up at the moment? So they can pick up Bomber Crew from October 16th to November 15th and Windbound from October the 1st to the 31st. I played Bomber <laughs> Crew. Good fun. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just read the next note in our document. <laughs> it caught me off guard. <laughs> I don't know what it is now. I've got to <laughs> um, oh, it's been a while since one of you cunts got me with that, but that uh, was good. Um, <laughs> So I might Must shorter show. I might, yeah, I imagine so. A much shorter show this week, uh, <laughs> thanks to the fact that we, are, we haven't been playing anything we can really talk about. Uh, but you can always find us on youtubecom Tavern official at eight pm. Yeah. But not next week. We're not here. Not next week. Except for next week. Um, uh, and the, the lads will be back the week after with a three or four man show, depending on who turns up. And then I shall return heroically, I might add, at some point to talk about more video games uh, in November. Um, oh, I'll also yeah, be back uh, in November. Yes. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at Xbox Tavern, uh, Xbox Tavern.com, like I said, for all written stuff. And just ask Jeeves, Jeeves, tell me all about Xbox Tavern. And they'll give you a full list of what we do and where we are and how you can help support us and join us and chat with us. So, unless anyone else has got anything they want to bring up to stretch this out for another hour, like we usually do, I think that's it. So what's your favourite light gun game? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> wait, a minute, oh, wait a minute. If we're, if we're doing that, ask the correct question. What is your favourite light gun game except from the only acceptable answer, Time Crisis? G. Outrageous. Outrageous. Right, we're wrapping this shit up now. I've got, <laughs> I've got things to go play. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. I've been Jamie. You can follow me at Enexan on Twitter. And um, you can also find Ian. At Nutty Ray. Graham. At Graham Reaper. And Ross. At Scottish Gruff. Cool. Thank you very much. We'll, well, these lads, we'll see you in two weeks' time. And I shall see these you two lads, I won't be down here. the road. Yeah. And Dan, if he ever decides to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. back in November with Jamie. Yeah. We're both <laughs> off. So yeah. love you, we're, we're not going anywhere together, don't we? I mean, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good. Sure thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yes, they object, are. But, you know, but, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Have a wonderful couple of weeks. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 That's a lot of lube. <laughs> and I'm about bow. <laughs>